This is Late Afternoon Gaming, playing Curse of Strahd, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition module. This is Session 1. We played this session after doing an unrecorded Session 0, where we all got reacquainted with the game. Enjoy! So, we have been playing together as a group for, I think, almost two years now. Yeah, that sounds right. We did one campaign, Tomb of Annihilation, and then a series of, you know, one or two or three shots. I think everyone in the group is a player and a DM except for Jack. I don't Have you ever DM'd? I have not. That would be a terrifying experience, I'm sure. It would. I think <laughs> it's it's for the best that you remain a player. Oh, I'll guest DM at some point. But uh, we, we've done a good job trading off. And I think it was about six months ago that Nerf reached out to me with a concept for Curse of Strahd that he saw someone post on Reddit, this interesting kind of twist. I have never run or played Curse of Strahd, and I think that is true of all of us except Shepard. I think you, you've run this before, right? Yes, I DM'd it as my first time playing D&D. Okay. Yeah, so the rest of us are pretty unfamiliar, except, of course, I've been preparing somewhat um, and this <laughs> should be I'm glad you're familiar with the module right i actually did read it this afternoon in preparation for this session and uh and with the twist i think it should be unfamiliar to you as well i also haven't done this in years so <laughs> i've forgotten almost all of it yeah curse of strahd is i guess it's interesting in that it it's almost the default module for 5e mm. like there there's the wealth of advice and peripheral content and stuff like that for Curse of Strahd is absurd. And so, initially, I had thumbed through the book before, uh, but hadn't hadn't really read it. Nerf sent me that Reddit post. I read that, thought it looked interesting. Asked you guys, you rogered up, and then I started. Uh, you know, working through, like just Googling Curse of Strahd, what do people recommend, that kind of thing. And I had decided pretty early on that besides implementing this twist, I wanted to run it pretty straight. I wanted to do the exact opposite of what I did with Tomb of Annihilation, which is try to combine so many elements that it got out of control complicated. (laughs) Right? And so I I wanted wanted to keep this one, I guess, simple but done well. And, but I, you know, as we played more together, because we, you know, during the planning process for this, we've, we've played other games together. Like it, it became, it really crystallized for me that the thing that this group seems to enjoy the most is it's this kind of perverse enjoyment of like the awkward, poorly implemented parts of these campaigns. I'd say that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Which for Tomb of Annihilation yeah, was yeah. the entire third act. Yeah, there was most of it, yeah. <laughs> right, well, I, so, I mean, in Tomb of Annihilation, at the, at the beginning, I was trying hard and falling on my face a lot. Sure. Right, and we went through a lot of growing pains in that campaign. And then later, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess I had this incorrect idea that me doing a lot of heavy lifting would just generate a fun experience, and that's not true. Uh, and it turns out that something that this particular group really seems to enjoy is being put in a situation where there's some kind of puzzle or some kind of 
challenge or riddle that you know is coming out of the book, and you guys are trying to beat the book. Yeah, we like the jank. Yeah, the the meta content is the best part. <laughs> yes, right, right. And, and it seems like the more unfair or confusing it is, the more you enjoy it. I'm sure there is a limit to that. But. I and and we I, I intend to find that limit. <laughs> okay. uh, but but I guess my my point is one one of the things, and if I lose a couple of you here, you know, don't worry about it. One of the things that is most prominent in the advice for Curse of Strahd is, you know, oh, avoid this area at this level, or, you know, don't do the Taraka reading, like you don't, don't, uh, don't actually do it that way, like pick the locations the way you want to pick them, and then just do like a sham reading for the players and stuff like that. So obviously, I figured we would just crash right into that and not take any of that advice. I love it. Perfect. Right, especially because uh, Shepard bought me a set of um, Dark Souls tarot cards. Dark Souls tarot cards, right? So I couldn't <laughs> receive that gift and then uh, ignore the Taraka reading. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, beyond what I had to do to implement the twist, I intend to run this straight, not wooden. You know, I want to do a really good job with it, but it's going to be pretty much as written. The beginning of this session is going to be extremely railroady. That is necessary to set that twist. It is not an indication of you know the way the rest of the campaign is going to be. So bear with me. I I am I know I guess I I know what I'm doing. It is necessary. Roll with it, and then you'll really get to take the reins once we start with your level one characters. Okay, understood. I'm prepared to be enraged at the railroading. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, any questions before we get started? Uh, Jack, are you going to join the server? Oh, you know what? That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by. No, I was a, I was going to play Theater of the Mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys. Theater can... of the Mind. <laughs> It'll really help to make sure that the descriptions get out there because even yeah. one of the players isn't going to be able to see what's going on. <laughs> yep. Well, and the way that they're going to get out is I'm going to say, well, hold on, can you explain to me what's happening again? <laughs> yeah, one second. <laughs> I'm lost here. Well, wait a minute. Maybe that's a quality control concept we need to implement is every session <laughs> one, one player has to be in the yeah. dark. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have to go audio You, you said the door was to the north. <laughs> Stage north actual west right i do encourage uh all of our listeners out there to get a blank sheet of paper or maybe set up in front of a whiteboard and that way you can meticulously track you know the orientation of everything that you think you're hearing i think it will add to the experience okay i am gonna kick us off so at the end of Session Zero, our three heroes defeated the monster in the cellar of the Death House, and then the house turned on them and began to fight back. Uh, walls were crumbling, rats were coming out, doors slamming shut, that kind of thing. Uh, three heroes fought their way through that and escaped the house, and uh, upon leaving, they saw a lone carriage 
with two black horses attached to it, standing in the mist. Pinned to the door, which was open, uh, there was a letter. It was an invitation to Castle Ravenloft, signed by Strahd himself. All three heroes, I'm sure you remember this, willingly got into the carriage, and it took them to Castle Ravenloft, which is where you are now. Brilliant. So we are the characters from last session. You are the characters from last session, so that's your level fives. The carriage rolls up, and it's it's hard for you to see. Uh, the windows are very, very dim and dirty, and you can tell that you're climbing higher and higher in altitude, but it's, it's really tough to make out the surroundings. And finally, the carriage comes to a stop, and the door opens all on its own. When you get out, uh, looking around you, you see that you are at the top of a spire that houses the castle and nothing else. You're, you're on the bridge uh, between the front gate and the main gate. Uh, why don't you guys go around and describe your characters? Okay. I am Walker, the tabaxi ranger, not rogue. That was a mistake from last session. Uh, Gloomstalker. <laughs> who is just really wants to kill all werewolves because werewolves killed his family and there's at least one there's one that he knows of of the party of werewolves that killed his family there's one that survived the encounter so he's just killing all werewolves on the off chance that uh, any werewolf he runs across is that one he enjoys uh, tuna and long walks on the beach <laughs> nerf um, my character is Zerkak. Uh, he is a greenish, uh, tall hobgoblin. Uh, formerly, he was a chieftain of a, a clan of goblins um, that eventually caused too much trouble to the nearby kingdom and were um, forcibly dispersed. Um, he is a paladin for the uh, goblin god Mag- Maglubliet, uh, I think is how you say it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he he carries himself with a very like superior air um, and he he puts up with his compatriots because he feels they can help him achieve his goals but he, he really doesn't like them very much I thought we bonded quite well last session <clears throat> he wants you to think that oh wow well he's a master of deception really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my character is Sir Darren Grasenby he's a tiefling magus which is a custom class that I found online. And his deal is that he is part of the Eldest Order, which is basically he rolls around and tries to make sure that magic is balanced in the world, that there aren't any weird, I don't know, rifts or oddities in the the, the veil. And so he's traveled to this area because he knows that there's this weird pocket dimension that drags people in and it's mysterious and he wants to figure out what mysteries it holds and now he's found it. Is that common enough that it needs a whole order? What? Pocket dimensions? It's it's only like a few people. Magic is imbalanced. Oh, n- it's not super uncommon, but we're we're here to make sure that it stays uncommon. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know maybe you were just there to uh, exploit the opportunity. Oh, know? no, no, no. We're we're here to restore and maintain balance. But if I signed up, I could I could exploit the opportunity. I suppose you could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Plot point. 
Jack, I think they, they try to weed people like you out. Like no, it's, it's, it's a very easy sign-up, so... They, uh, they try and stop me. Yeah. Well, as you're standing on this bridge, you can see that although gray and gloomy, the landscape around you really is pretty beautiful. Beautiful valley surrounded by mountains, pine trees, but the real defining feature here is the, the gray fog that makes everything seem ominous. Even up this high, there are wisps of it being carried on the wind. As you stand here on the on the bridge uh, and the carriage retreats back the way it came, the main gate opens, and standing behind it in the arch is a tall, gaunt figure in a resplendent red and black robe, immediately recognizable to you as Strahd, the infamous vampire lord, and he casually extends a hand to you and beckons you to approach him. I whisper into Walker's ear and say, I think he's a werewolf. Oh my god, Walker is on high alert, but Walker's, you know, the man behind the man has a, a more meta-type question. You say he's infamous. What is he infamous for? What, how, what do we know of Strahd? Uh, you would know, if you know anything about vampires, it's a name you would associate with him. You have probably seen him depicted in art before, but you probably don't really know much about him or the history of the area. Okay, but it's just that you think vampires and you know he's one of them. Right, of he, he's he's kind okay. of an archetype, but I, I don't think that you would feel comfortable stating any facts. It's just a name recognition thing. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Walker's more of a Team Jacob guy, so. Okay. Who isn't? Answer me, I'm Team uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm Team Carlisle. We've been over this. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So, so he's beckoning. I'm going to approach because... Yeah. There's no, we don't gain anything from just sticking around because I, I doubt this carriage is gonna. If we get back in the carriage, it's probably not gonna move. So yeah, jump off the bridge. Yeah, the carriage. <laughs> yeah. <is gone. laughs> yeah, Zerkak will will follow Walker. Uh, as will Sir Darren Grasby. Why have you brought us here? Well, as you as you walk through the gate towards him, you can hear and feel him swing shut behind you, and he says, "Welcome." to Barovia and to my home, Castle Ravenloft. I have brought you here because of your success at the Death House. Please tell me all about it. And he he's walking in a stately way, uh, kind of around the grounds. He's just gesturing at you to walk alongside him and, and see, you know, tour the castle with him while you share your experience. I'm picturing he's walking like Morpheus, like hands behind back. Uh, yeah, he's definitely doing that. Except, he's doing, like, some cool thing with his cape, you know, where, he, like, half of it's swept back, but the other half of it's over his other shoulder, and, you know, there are cool ways that you can walk around and gesture at things that you can only do if you have a cape. <laughs> right. Oh, see, I, th I thought it was going to be more like in the older video games where they didn't quite have the physics engine to handle flowing cloth, so it's just jumping around all over the place and clipping through shit. Yeah, it's not like that. This is extremely <laughs> elegant. Ah, brilliant. So, uh, Sir Darren Grasenby is going to regale Strahd with the, the harrowing tale of their encounter with the uh, two fake children. So he, he'll say, 
oh, well, we were surrounded by mist, and then we, and it's all one long run-on sentence, and it's really annoying to listen to. And then we, and then we, and then we. And then we met two children, and they said that there was a monster in the house, so we went inside the house, and inside the house there was armor that attacked us and paintings of windmills everywhere. You wouldn't believe how many windmills there were. And then we went upstairs and then we went <laughs> And there downstairs. was a family in one of the paintings and we heard their name, but then we were told that we didn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 There were a lot of spoilers in that house. Uh, he, he listens just, incredibly patiently. Yeah, it goes as, it just on forever. Well, as, as, as if he was immortal, you know, and just had all the time in the world. He listens to all of it, and he says, hmm. And then he starts asking some questions. Uh, he says, so the, the children, did you find that compelling? Would you say that's why you entered the house? Does he have a clipboard out, and he's like writing down our survey answers? <laughs> he, he doesn't, but you don't know what he might have under that cape. I say, well, perhaps the first time we spoke to them, we found them somewhat compelling, but after we spoke to them like five or six times, and... They said the same thing, and they disappeared when we touched them. We started to suspect that they might actually not be real. So if they had remained when you touched them, would that have made them more compelling? Yeah, it would have been nice to choke them a little longer. Choke them a little longer. I see. If they had looked like werewolves, mm -hmm. then I might have given them five stars on the app store. Hmm. All right. And you mentioned the paintings. You thought the decor was... Scary? What was your impression? No, too many windmills. <laughs> also, many wind there were paintings mills. that seemed like they had weird amounts of detail, like mm. capturing a mother's contempt for her child. Yes, yes. that that seems strange <laughs> to include in a family painting. <laughs> Very disturbing. Mm. Disturbing in a good way? No, just odd. <laughs> disturbing in an ambient way. I suppose Disturbing so. in a developer's oversight kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that maybe you focused a little too much on the painting, and it was actually <laughs> totally fine? No, that's impossible. No, that's impossible. <laughs> so he's he's nodding and and he's he's staring off into space, and you can tell he's he's visualizing things. He's making mental notes, uh, and, and he says, "And the the encounter in the cellar, how was that?" There were several, and only one of them lasted more than two seconds. <laughs> it was a cute trick, but uh, not very challenging. Not very challenging. Okay. <laughs> I think you're really going somewhere with the, you know, one must die uh, trick. Yeah, but we had also been grinding bandits for months before this. So yeah, we, we were very designed strong. for a party, so you perhaps the a fifth of our level. The chanting was good. The chanting, chanting, chanting was pretty good. cool. Okay. I think it would have been more fun if we actually had to kill a person, though. I was I was all ready to gra grab Sir What's-His-Face over here. <laughs> it's Sir Darren Grasenby. Whatever. So, as he's strolling with you around the grounds, he's, he's asking more technical questions about the combat, what you thought was challenging. Nothing. <laughs> he says, Okay, well, I really... I wish I had been there to see it. Sounds like you performed marvelously. Send us back. We'll do it again. He says, that won't be necessary. Uh, everyone roll initiative. Oh, no. Oh, snap. <laughs> Strahd snaps his fingers and says, that won't be necessary. And the same shambling mound that you fought down in the cellar materializes 
out of the shadows in the courtyard. And oh, no. uh, he takes a step back and says, why don't you show me here? Uh, can I, uh, using my nine wisdom, detect that he is part of the initiative? No. Damn. <laughs> I mean, right. just because he's in the initiative doesn't mean he's hostile. That's, That's a true. great oh, he, point. Maybe on he's on team. your team. Yeah. Brilliant. Can you describe the Shambling Mound again? I can certainly look something up. Uh, yeah, I'll read you its Pokedex entry. Shambling uh, Mound. A yeah. Sometimes called thing. yeah. So you can tell by looking at it that it's sometimes called a shambler, mm-hmm. uh, and that it it's known to trudge ponderously through bleak swamps, dismal marshes, and rainforests, uh, consuming any organic matter in its path. This rotting heap of animated vegetation looms up half again. What is this? Looms up half again as tall as a human, tapering into a faceless head at its top. So, it's this, uh, like, quadruped made out of vines and other plant matter. It's pronounced quadrupled. So, Walker immediately puts his back to Strahd, trusts him, trusts him entirely. This guy's not a werewolf. He's he's okay. (laughs) Everyone who is a werewolf is okay in my book. (laughs) Yeah. That's a potential ally against the werewolves. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Very open-minded. Yeah, that's great. Now, would you say that the... uh, I asked this last time, but would you say that the Shambling Mound is a werewolf, human, or sylvan? Uh, No, I would not say any of those things. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I I am. (laughs) Oh, okay. damn. I wasn't expecting Mm. this. Walker is up first. So, Walker advances and is going to attack... One of the Gloomstalker features means that on my first turn of the combat, my walking speed increases by 10 feet, so I'm able to get sort of like behind, which will assist in flanking. Um, And then also, when I make my first attack on that first turn, I get to make an additional weapon attack that deals an extra 1d8. So there's going to be a couple attacks coming out here. So, my first attack with my short sword. That is a 22 to hit. That will hit. 7 piercing damage. Okay. So, with my offhand weapon, because I'm a two-weapon fighter, that's a 21 to hit. That will hit. For 9 damage. Wow. What cool moves are you throwing at this guy? Uh, I'm spinning like, like the up B from Link in Super Smash. Oh, brilliant. So... That was my attack, and then bonus action, extra attack. Now I'm going to take, or bonus action, offhand attack. Now I'm going to take my extra attack, which doesn't get, oh, that's a crit fail. Damn. All right, well. <laughs> Brilliant. I guess I won't get to make my Gloomstalker attack. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, we using a crit fail table, or, or what's the plan here? Uh, No, we're just going to. Just a fumble. Just wing it. Yeah. We're just going to wait. What do you think should happen? <laughs> oh, that system I like. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. It should be It should be the other two players get to decide what happens. Oh, okay. Okay. I've got, I've got an idea, but yeah, you guys, you guys start and <laughs> you guys figure it out. Okay. I'm thinking that what should happen is uh, he loses that sword <laughs> in the... In the mound. <laughs> in the mound. Uh, just because he goes to stab and it, it, just a hole opens up, swallows up the sword and <laughs> slurps it up. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. But what was your idea, Jack? I was saying, since I'm spinning and I'm up against a wall, I would just misjudge the distance and clang off it. And Dark Souls 1 style. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, losing a weapon seems like a fair penalty for... Because my thing would just be my attack stops. Okay, so yeah. You, uh, you take your first swipe and you... Uh, cut off one of its smaller appendages, but uh, there's so much going on underneath this thing. And you take another swing, and it just grabs your weapon by the hilt and absorbs it. It's so dense. Or no, I guess that was the third attack, right? The second attack hit. Yep. Okay, right. So, you, yeah, you get the two appendages, and then the third third attack takes the weapon. Okay. That is the end of your turn, correct? Yeah, I got I got nothing left. Zerkak is up. Okay. Zerkak is going to slowly turn around and walk up to Strahd. <clears throat> He's going to get really uncomfortably close, like up in his face. He's going to say, how about we show you what we could really do? And then he's going to attack with his glaive. Epic. Ah. <laughs> um, as he's attacking, he's going to bonus action cast Searing Smite. In the background, you hear Walker saying, What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? It's not a werewolf. We've established this. So my... Okay, so there's a searing smite out, and I'm going to do my first attack with the glaive. What does searing smite do? So searing smite, it adds 1d6 fire damage to my next attack, and then the target has to make a con saving throw. If it fails, it gets set on fire. Fortunately, Strahd probably has a really low constitution, so... Yeah, yeah. Our, our paladin attacking a vampire elects not to use radiant damage. <laughs> That's a natural 20, baby. Strahd dies. <laughs> he dies instantly. Okay, okay, so... That's a crit hit from the glaive. So that's 17 damage. So he's, he's on fire now. Okay. And then until he saves, the spell continues. Okay. Um, so slashing down, um, then Zerkak's gonna like spin over and with his second attack do like a side slash with the glaive. And then for the second attack, that's a 20 to hit. Okay. Uh, that will hit. Nice. For 14 slashing damage. That's some good ass rolls, son. That, uh, that'll understand. Guys, I think I killed him. <laughs> He's done now. <laughs> Time to start the next campaign. <laughs> Okay, so you take these two slashes, one of which lights him on fire, and he, although you can see them harming him, he doesn't seem to react much, and the smile never leaves his face. <laughs> Excellent. Zerkak looks like slightly less sure of himself. <laughs> Only slightly. <laughs> He's kind of going, hmm, maybe that wasn't the best move. Okay, Sir Darren is up. So, Sir Darren Grazenby... Right. The Shambling Mound popped up, and he immediately wanted to go on the offensive with that. Was not expecting for his best friend Zertak, Zertak, excuse me, <laughs> uh, to, to go and attack Strahd. So he, standing somewhat between the two, uh, like, fights that are going on now, he's kind of <laughs> looking left and right, like, oh my god, what do I do? So, he's going to go and attack the Shambling Mound. Because he also saw that 
his other best friend Walker's sword got eaten. So he kind of deliberates briefly and then just starts charging sword up at the Shambling Mound. Like before, he uh, runs his hand along his sword and it becomes this frosty blade as he runs towards it, sword aloft, screaming in terror, <laughs> and then brings his sword <laughs> down upon the enemy. Okay, so this is not a cool battle scream. No, it, he's just going, ah! <laughs> It was going to be until the plan immediately went off the rails. Yes. Now he's just okay. yeah. terrified. <laughs> and, and for once, it's not Jack's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack, as an aside, was like, "I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a real team player, and I'm gonna step behind this guy <laughs> so that it makes the flanking really easy." I'm and then corner myself. As as he stumbled back from getting his weapon grabbed out of the corner of his eye, he sees he sees Zerkak's back as he runs yeah. towards Strahd. Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Wait a <laughs> this wasn't the plan. Nice. Okay, so would you consider the position that I've taken to be flanking? Yes. Uh, for all, for the millions of listeners out there, when the players are able to flank an enemy, I give them advantage to hit. 18 to hit. That will hit. 11 cold damage. So I, I bring my sword down on just whatever appendage is, is nearest me, and I'm kind of like leaning back <laughs> and shield in front of me as I do that, not mm-hmm. looking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... As you bring the blade through, you know, some of this plant matter, the cold seems to, it seems to slow down some of the appendages that it touches. Um, And you can see, you can see parts of this monster recoiling from that cold, uh, but, you know, it doesn't do a tremendous amount of damage. It's visible, but it's not as much as you want it. Uh Uh-oh. That's not what I remember from last time. <laughs> Darren starts sweating. It's a, it's a random <laughs> element each time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Is that it? Yes. This mass of flexible vines is weak to bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Who would have guessed? So, Strahd, the smile, again, never leaving his face. Uh-oh. <laughs> just stares at you. His eyes get a little colder than they were before. And you can see the wounds just close up. Uh-oh. Like right there, just his body heals. His clothes don't, making it just that much more apparent that your attacks were ultimately ineffectual. <laughs> he smiles and says, good, good. Bad. You got balls, kid. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> I was wondering how hard I would have to push I thought you were going somewhere else with the eyes thing. That you're going to be like, you notice that he's very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> you feel mm. drawn to him. And he laughs and says, I wonder if it would be a harder fight with archers. And he snaps his fingers. Walker says, I think it's pretty, I think it's actually harder, <laughs> it's, it's, it's harder uh, with just the one guy. <laughs> are they on our team? I actually scale up when there are uh, more enemies. Uh, it's the inverse ninja rule. Correct. And as he snaps oh, his no. fingers, three whites appear, holding bows, uh, a ways down the courtyard. Oh, for people new to D and D, that's a uh, a white is a type of undead and it has nothing to do with skin color. <laughs> and that is it for Strahd. It's the Shambling Mound's turn, and it is going to make two slam attacks. Slam him. 
both against Walker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Walker's very unhappy with how this combat's going. <laughs> it's like, remember last time when I didn't even approach the monster? That one went a lot better for me. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, why does he have it? Wait, what the fuck? What am I looking at? There's so many dice. So he rolled to attack twice and rolled damage twice. Well, he missed twice and one of them was a crit fail. <laughs> no. So. He missed. He got a one and a twenty. So I doubt he missed on the on the. The, the, the first one was a natural twenty, and the second one was a natural one. Oh, I saw a two. Well, yeah, there's a zero after that, but. Oh well, you know what? I'm kind of I'm I'm stupid, so don't worry about it. All right, so he crits and slams into you for sixteen damage. He just smashes you against the wall. He stabs you with the sword that he absorbs. <laughs> he just kind of pokes out. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that it's anime style where he withdraws the big fist and, and Walker is like <laughs> yeah. stuck in a, uh, a Walker-sized hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Like Wiley Coyote style. Mm-hmm. He coughs yeah. and blood dramatically flies out of his mouth. Mm. That's okay. If all they're doing is bleeding from the mouth, like if all they're doing is coughing up blood, that means they're not actually hurt. True. That's it for the Shambling Mound. Now the first white is up. And it is going to take a shot at Zerkak. Natty one hit Strahd. Natty one hit Strahd. <laughs> uh, will 15 hit? Uh, 15 will not hit. Okay. So Strahd snaps his fingers and the whites appear, right? And you can hear the shambling mound smashing uh, something up against the wall. And you probably hear some, some crying, it sounds like, from the other teammates. Uh, and <laughs> then you don't break eye contact with Strahd, but an arrow... <laughs> like whizzes right behind you and you know that it was just inches away from you and Strahd smirks Walker is up Walker is distressed with his single weapon but he's going to make the most of it um that is a 14 to hit that will not hit oh no okay second attack 20 to hit that will hit okay did you hunter smirk it (laughs) No, oh, fuck. Oh, um, big I, I, I forgot to. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's nine damage, and I think Hunter's Mark. That's another. That's a bonus action, right? That's a bonus action. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it means you do more damage per hit. Yeah, but I, I'm trying to. I I, <laughs> I never actually attacked the last session because I was just doing Eldritch Blast the entire time. When you do your <laughs> second attack. That's not a bonus action. Okay, so I can still cast it this turn, and I'll be able to get it next turn. If you survive, sure. Yeah, well, I'm sure I will. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> uh-huh. So, I will cast... Yeah, I guess that's really the best The best thing. Oh, oh I can I can disguise self. I could do that instead. <laughs> I'm straw now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to use Hunter's Mark. On the shambling mound. Right. So one, you make one attack, do a small amount of damage, and then reach out. Actually, what does it look like when you cast Hunter's Mark? As he's hitting, it just sort of leaves a leaves a glow on the monster that just sort of sinks into it. And uh, and then if anybody who was looking very, very closely would see Wonker's nostrils start to flare a bit. Like, I smell you. Do they glow the same way that the mound glows? Uh no, it's it they they glow but in a much cooler way, indefinably, but just noticeably. Like you look at it and you go, "Man, that's that's rad." Wow. 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 
Zerkak is up. So Zerkak, he he begins to show like some some signs of insecurity that maybe this wasn't the best idea. But almost like like a faraway echo he hears in his mind, just this growling voice say, "Dominate," and encourage that the goblin god Maglubiad is still with him. Uh, he is just going to maintain eye contact with Strahd and cast Armor of Agathis on himself. Nice. Ice cold. He doesn't break the gaze, and he kind of, like, taps his chest, and, like, where he taps from that point begins spreading out this, like... It's almost like if, like, pond slime froze. It's all, like, green and goopy and pointy in places. It just looks disgusting as it slowly you know encases uh his armor until yeah he has this like frozen layer of of pond slime around him cool straw is significantly less impressed now than he was two seconds ago (laughs) (laughs) darren is up sir darren grabs me oh by the way jack you forgot to use a flanking advantage on those attacks you silly billy but sir darren did not forget and he is going to strike once more with his sword of frost he strikes Critically. Nice. Bang. 18 cold damage. So he uh, he brought it down with the last one. He brings it with uh, brings it up on the backstroke and just slices this gigantic hole right in the middle of this thing. Okay. Yeah, so the damage that you guys are doing to this thing is starting to add up. A significant amount of it has now been chopped off onto the ground. And just like you saw in the cellar of the death house... Um, it's still imposing looking, but you can see that you've you've carved quite a bit off of it, and and its hits have that much less oomph behind them now. Uh, after I do that strike, uh, I use my uh, one of my similar traits. Uh, after I deal damage with the weapon, uh, I remove the end spell, and when I do, the creature must succeed on a Constitution saving throw, uh, or it loses any resistance or immunity it had to the damage that I had chosen, which in this case was cold. If he didn't have resistance, then he becomes vulnerable to it. Okay. Uh, so I, I, like, raise my sword up, and it, it just, like, the ice shatters, and it becomes a normal sword again, and and the the creature is buffeted by a blast of cold, is how I'll flavor that. Nice. So he just needs a constitution saving throw, DC... Okay. DC 15. Uh, that looks like a fail, because it's a natty one. <laughs> it's a it's a fail. <laughs> it actually has a plus twenty. Um, so <laughs> he just he turns into a big old ice cube or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so he is now if he was resistant to cold, he's he has no resistance anymore. If he was not resistant, then he is now vulnerable. Got it. Uh, and then I use my bonus action to turn my weapon gold again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So in your turn, um, you carve through it once and then blast it with ice and all these little shards of ice fill crevices between vines and trunks and things like that and dig into it uh, and it visibly is shaken by this uh, and then you reform the ice on your sword ice is nice turn complete okay the white that is closest to Strahd is up he's taking a shot at Zerkak. 21 to hit. A 21 will hit. 4 damage. Epic. 
the next white is up. Same thing. Actually, you know, you know what? He's gonna aim at Darren. Oh no, Darren is not paying attention. Ha <laughs> ha! That will be a miss. The okay. arrow uh, clinks off of his armor comically. Mm. And he goes, huh? All right, Strahd is up next. Uh, still smiling as he looks at Zerkak. He just reaches out and backhands. How rude. I know. Demeaning, even. <laughs> He's like swatting a fly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a lot of dice. Uh, okay, that's a 13 to hit. A uh, 13 does not hit. So he swipes at you the once and I guess misses, uh, but he's going to do it again. <laughs> okay, good. This time front hand. <laughs> okay, th- those will hit. Okay. So he does seven physical damage as he strikes you and 13 necrotic. <laughs> Your jaw falls off. <laughs> so he, you know, he, he like brings up his hand and, and goes to backhand you, right? And you move, and then he just steps forward and, you know, and, and slams you with his hand. As he, like, slams into me, like, the armor, of the, so, like, the pond, the frozen pond scum armor I called up just shatters mm. just from the force of his blow. Um, <clears throat> and Ner- Zerkak, like, almost goes down to a knee, and then kind of slowly stands back up. Okay. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Strahd takes five points of cold damage from my from my ice armor. He sure does. He puts out the fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He has to make the Constitution saving throw. Oh yeah. I'm I'm sure uh, Duncan is keeping very close track of Strahd's hit points right now. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's really important. <laughs> Uh, uh, DC 14? He fails. Okay, he takes a D6 of fire damage. <laughs> <laughs> we got him now. Okay, why don't, you, why don't you roll that D6 for me? Six. Oh, man, he's gone. That's he, it. He's dead. He dies. Okay. Good job, B-team. <laughs> uh, Shambling Mound is up, and he's going for two slams on Darren. <laughs> Good luck. You hear Walker go, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, why slam when you can engulf? Just try it. No, no, I'll do the slams. All right, just pick something, please. <laughs> That'll be a miss, as will that. Uh, okay, so 15 misses? That's a miss. My AC is 38. Okay, so. well, then I guess I'm just going to have to slam again. A 10 will also miss. My dad is Gary Gygax. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he learned from last time. Uh, it goes for a low slam, and he does a, a jump split over it, and then Matrix dodges the high mm, one when he, okay. when he lands. He's feeling sick right now. Nice. Uh, all right, and then the last white is up, and he's going to take a shot at Darren. Mm. Darren is the true hero of the story. You're on fire, him. Darren. He's, he's the protagonist. Ah, uh, excellent. He missed it. <laughs> Got that no. plot armor on. <laughs> you can't mm. take him out. That was my magic item I, <laughs> I brought with me. All right. The, the, the arrow flies between his horns and ruffle, rustles his hair slightly. 
It takes it out of the ponytail and it, it all falls out luxuriously. Do you shake your mane after that? Yeah. It's it's like when the girl takes off her glasses and it turns out she's beautiful. Same thing. Nice. Okay, Walker is up. Time to end this fight, Walker <laughs> says. <laughs> <laughs> With my short sword. That's a that's a 14 again, which I believe hit last time. Uh, I don't think it did. Oh no. Oh fuck. Oh man. You did have advantage on that because you're flanking. Oh, well, then the other one would be an 18, so that's a hit. Okay. All right. And then that's seven damage, but then I also have to roll for my Hunter's Mark thing. So it's seven plus four, so 11. Okay. Okay. And then for my second attack, that is a 15 slash 23, so a 23. That will hit. And it is another seven plus, yeah, plus one. Okay. So that's eight damage. Your descriptions of your attack have uh, become slightly less entertaining than usual. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm so accustomed to just saying I do Eldritch Blast and it's just like, it's a, it is a beam. <laughs> it's not, not used to it being dynamic at all. He's, he's mostly just hunting for his, his sword at this point, so he, there's there's a little glint of metal that's <laughs> moving around the inside of this thing, and he just keeps slashing at that. He's like, give me my fucking sword back. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's sort of accidentally dealing damage as he goes about it. Nice. <laughs> Zerkak. Half with desperation and half with rage. Zerkak is going to swing twice with his glaive. Strahd says, oh no, I've been, oh, that's been not, so challenging not the glaive. before. Not the glaive. <laughs> You've never tried that before. <laughs> a 19 to hit. That'll hit. You know, you're really you're really making the least of your 10 foot range by standing for, within five feet. <laughs> for eight slashing damage. Let me give you a hug. Uh, and then the next one is uh, 21 for seven slashing damage. So He's just going to, like, horizontal slashes. And then he's just going to scream and invoke his channel divinity. (laughs) Can't wait to see what this looks like. Yeah. It just goes... Yeah. Um, Where is it? His conquering presence. um, Where I can force... Oh, never mind. It... It says it's no action, but then in the description it says as an action. So I'll do that. I'll do that next turn. <laughs> you you feel you feel this terrifying aura start to descend from the sky, and then you hear this godly voice say, "Never mind." Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he, he hears he seconds. hears in like the echoes of his mind like, "Wait until your next turn." <laughs> <laughs> so hold hold the phone, wait. I'm busy. <laughs> we'll do that next round. And that'll, that'll Catch be you in a sec. I, I like the idea that Zerkak is attacking this guy and is totally oblivious to the Wolverine healing that's happening. <laughs> like, he slashes <laughs> and it's, it's like almost healing so fast it's healing around his weapon. He has to like wrench it out. Yeah. And he just doesn't well, notice. <laughs> which Draw doesn't realize is that Zerkak is playing like 7D chess. That's right. And that's he's, right. he's almost entirely focused on ruining Strahd's cloak. So, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, mm. you're like, oh, no, man, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta go to the tailor. Yeah. And they have to invite me in, and they never will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darren is up. So, 
Just vampire I, problems. <laughs> I've got this cool ability where when I cast a cantrip as my action, I can do weapon attacks as my bonus action. So he's gonna kind of, he's gonna turn around, shield up towards the, uh, the Shanley Mount, and just point his sword directly at one of the whites and shoot a firebolt at it. Nice. Okay. Because uh, because he's a war magic thing and he can use his uh, he can use his sword as his casting thing. Yeah, you guys know what I mean. Okay, firebolt. Sick. Twenty two to hit. That'll hit. Ten damage. Which uh, white are you trying to hit? I guess. Uh, the one that's closest to me. Nice. Okay. Uh, so it, this little like laser bolt basically just comes out of the point of my sword and hits it right in the in the kneecap. Nice. He, he may or may not seem bothered by that. I, his I don't know his kneecap catches on fire, but what you do see is as he knocks his next arrow, he puts the tip into his knee, and now the arrow's on fire. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 I powered him up. <laughs> well, there's no time for that now. I'll deal with that later. <laughs> <laughs> like they had the bowstring didn't catch fire, but the, the, the arrow just the arrow it. the arrow did, not Man, the not is... the point the whole arrow. Oh, this is not going well, guys. <laughs> Oops. So he he turns back around. So right, he's uh, sword outstretched, and he immediately just turns around and then like log chops uh, his sword back at the uh, the shambling mound. Nice. Ooh, that'll be a fourteen. That will miss. Damn, because I was going to do extra cold damage. <laughs> you sure were. He does the log chop, but it, since he was looking away, it just kind of like wasn't there anymore. It wasn't where he thought it was. He's, oh, shit. Uh, and he, he looks around briefly to see if anybody noticed. Sir Cactus Walker says, notice. you got him on the ropes. Strahd noticed. <laughs> Strahd noticed. Of course he did. The Damn whites it. noticed, and you just hear their mouths opening and shutting, going like... <laughs> yeah. You hear quiet scoffs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, did you get a load of that guy? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> His confidence is shattered. The other white, or one of the other whites is up, and he is aiming at Zerkak. No, please, not Zerkak. 16 to hit. That will not hit. This guy's invincible, except that one time he got bitch slapped. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one time he got hit so hard he lost all his teeth. Yeah. And he's firing again. That will also not hit. All right, he's done. So were these whites basically just here to troll people? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they're terrifying. Uh-oh, wait, what's happening now? White number <laughs> what two. What is this white doing? Two shots. At whom? At Zerkak, naturally. Oh. One of them misses. The other one's an at 20, though. Okay, the, the nat 20 hits, I guess. Yeah, it's going to do it. I guess that hits. It's, it's going to do six, 16 damage. <clears throat> so like as in the middle of the stare off with Strahd all of a sudden Zerkat gets like kneecapped from behind it's just like oh, oh. and now he's now he's he's feeling like he might be in trouble <laughs> suddenly he's feeling like the fight isn't going his way <laughs> now it's Strahd's turn and he's gonna make his constitution saving throw or else die of fire yeah this is it this is it guys we're about to win uh he failed again one damage. Okay. <laughs> so he takes one fire damage and he he goes, oh. and then he, and then he smiles as all that damage disappears. Uh, everything you've ever done, even his clothes seal. Zerkak, Zerkak is like he's dropped all pretenses and just looks really confused right now. 
Strahd says, I could do this all day. And Zerkag says, oh, so could I. So could I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. As he's like struggling, <laughs> to, as he's struggling to stand up, as but there's like an arrow through his knee. Strahd says, I used to be an adventurer like you. And he laughs at me. Yeah. Uh, oh, what is he going to do? He's, he's probably going to leave Zerkak alone. Like, I don't, I don't think he would hit a man while he was down. Maybe give him 500 gold and send him on his way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Strahd is going to cast Gust of Wind. Um, a line of strong wind, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide, blasts from you in a direction you choose for the spell's duration. Good thing we're not all in a line. Each creature that's... <laughs> That starts its turn in the line must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away from you in a direction following the line. Oh, I would be pushed right into the shambling mouth. <laughs> mouth. <laughs> uh, at the start of your turn. I'm trying to figure out how I can get this to show in. Uh... Oh, there we go. Hold on. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that looks right. I wanted to. I, <laughs> I think it's a cone. But, uh... No, I think it's a foot line, isn't it? No, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide. You're right. Yeah, that's 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 good. <laughs> Brilliant. Walker says. Suckers. <laughs> 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 uh, for context, listeners, the the only good way to draw this line is a way that doesn't hit me. Uh, Darren's gonna lean into this. He's just gonna like take off flying towards the monster sword first. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You, so you get advantage on your attack now. Yep. yep. When my turn is. Okay, and that's gonna be it for Strahd. Shambling Mound is up, and the Shambling Mound is just going to let this wind push him back and then start attacking Walker. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I don't know, but that doesn't sound right. Miss. Yeah. Well, how about this? Uh, miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walker this... says, I'm a, leaf. I'm a leaf on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> this mound, not doing very well. <laughs> the breeze okay that's it for him and it is this white's turn and he is going to take two shots at darren the wind will make him miss and when he, and when that happens the wind's going to redirect it into the shambling mound and that's exactly what happens uh, that's going to be several misses in a row the arrows just <laughs> they, they fly straight into walker somehow yeah okay nice. walker is up Walker, for I believe the third turn in a row, says, It's time to finish this. I want and... to fly epically into this monster. Can you kill someone else? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I can do, I can do that. Um, Walker is going to provoke an opportunity. Well, because no, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get close enough to these guys. Use your bow. You're away. a ranger. Can I, so, can I swap weapons and then attack with a bow in the same turn? I'll say swapping is going to cost you a bonus action. Walker is going to, I guess, use his longbow. Still standing next to the Shambling Mound, but he has full faith in Darren. He's like, as, you as got well this. It's gonna you be got this, bro. Per the mechanics, even though I'm not really focusing on it anymore, it still counts for flanking. I believe in you. And he makes an attack bo- a roll for the white closest to him. The one with, with the flaming knee. With his luge bow. And it is a 27 to hit. Uh, that will hit 10 piercing damage. Oh, also, I guess it's worth asking. Uh, would you say that this white is humanoid? Yes. 
then uh <laughs> big mistake. Oh, never mind. Never mind. No. Yeah. Then I can. Just, I have advantage on wisdom. Checks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. for, for some reason, I was thinking, let me do bonus damage. It's all about like tracking and social checks. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know what he had for breakfast. Then you could try to negotiate with him. Yeah. <laughs> Drop your weapons. Mm, favorite enemy. Alright. That'll be the end. Don't you get two attacks? No, because that... Well... Oh, right, because extra attack isn't a bonus action. I gotta figure out this whole physical combat thing. <laughs> I need okay. to learn how to play physical. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dude, all I've been doing for the last, like, two years is catch, casting Eldritch Blast. Okay. <laughs> um, second attack is 22 to hit. Or... Yeah, seven damage. I'm trying to hit the same knee that got hit before. <laughs> knee blast. So just, yeah, just buckle it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely digging in there. It looks uncomfortable for the white. Walker very meticulously tracks the number of arrows he's fired on the spreadsheet uh, in between turns. Nice. Then it is Zerkak's turn. Zerkak, Patty. Okay, I will make my I'll make my strength saving throw. Now that's a good strength saving throw. That's a that's a nineteen. Okay. Uh, that will pass. Let me hold on. I gotta that look at that. Strahd yawning, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Strahd. <laughs> yeah. So you, you could tell you could tell how much stress there is from the DM side. It's mm-hmm. just no, it, it's a really uncertain outcome. Mm-hmm. We're certainly not delaying the inevitable. <laughs> hey, this session I'm gonna need you guys to just kind of go with it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, you do not get pushed back. You you manage to lean absurdly far forward and like dig into the cobble. Like kind of a smooth criminal style thing. Okay, um, so Zerkak is going to slam his glaive into the ground and cast Hold Person on Strahd. Nice. This is definitely going to work. He's terrible at saving throws. Oh, it's a wisdom saving throw. He seems like he has pretty low wisdom, so I think we're safe. Yeah, he's unwise attacking us, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 that's right. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Who could have known? (laughs) Yeah, he he passes that saving throw. (laughs) He goes, hmm, did you just try something? (laughs) He wakes up. I like the idea that you're like, stop okay. in the name of Magoogabaga. I demand it. <laughs> and then that's and he's a, like, meh. <laughs> that's Zerkak's turn. Okay, uh, Strahd is going to use a legendary action and make an unarmed strike at you. Uh, he's he's going he's gonna to kick you. Oh, snap. Okay, 19. That Okay, 20. That hits. That, that, <laughs> all that hits. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do a 1 billion damage. Okay, so it does 10 physical damage and 12 necrotic damage. Yeah, he's standing there casually as this wind is just... You're, like, leaning really far forward right in front of him, just trying to hold on to your spot. And you try to cast this spell on him, and he... it You know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't take hold. And then he just... Like, you know, just extends his leg out there and kicks you in the face and knocks you out. So I, I, I'm down to zero hit points, so I am unconscious. Um, so my, my wound to my knee, I guess, was a lot more dire than I thought, and I was bleeding <laughs> out pretty heavily. Um, and that kick 
just the kick right to the face after I cast the spell in desperation was <clears throat> too much for Zerkak. So he is now unconscious on the ground in this this cone of wind or the the gust of wind or whatever. Uh, can I get a reaction from the comrades? You're gonna get it as soon as my turn starts from from uh, Darren. Oh wow! Oh snap! Incoming. <clears throat> hey guys, I need you to come and save me. So he hears this and uh, kind of looks behind him and, and shouts, "No, not my best friend Zerkak!" <laughs> uh, and so he, he throws sobs. his shield to the side, uh, clanking. He'll never find it; it's just gone. <laughs> and uh, uh, he throws it over the, one of these castle walls. <laughs> okay. Two, two, two hands his sword. This is a plan. This is why I'm not doing the saving throw first. He two hands his sword and aims it at. Uh, Strahd for another firebolt. So this is the entire sequence. He wants to do that and then fly backwards, uh, sword extended in two hands, and fly straight into the uh, uh, the shambling mound using nice. The Hell yeah! Okay. So it's gonna be incredibly epic, like nothing you've ever seen. I'm excited. Okay. Especially so because it's guaranteed to work. Nineteen. Nineteen will hit. So his uh, firebolt uh, does seventeen fire damage. Nice. It lances through, hits him right in the forehead, uh, and you know it heals up instantly. I assume. <laughs> but, but it, but Strahd it, but says, it sure "Oh did. no, fire! That's been effective so far." It, it sure does feel good. So then he, it, after doing that, he just like slowly tilts back and then hops up. So he's flying like parallel to the ground, straight into the shambling mound, uh, sword held in both hands. Okay. It sounds like it should have happened in Bahubali. It's, that's exactly it. This is a Bollywood film. <laughs> that's what this just became. Uh, I guess I'm not flanking anymore, but I do want to use my uh, inspiration that I got last round. Uh, what did I give you an inspiration for? Reminding me about my second attack, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. For Cole, you said that your standards were low because we never use it. That's so true. Correct. Yeah, well, now that, I, now that you've used one, you're never going to get it again. <laughs> Brilliant. Mm. Okay, so I am doing this... Okay, so I, I get advantage on the attack. Okay, so that's a 27 hit. That'll hit. Uh, and then because I, I'm now two-handing the sword, it's versatile, so I, I get a little more damage. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, so that's nine cold damage, which he is either resistant to now or he... Uh, or Sorry, he, he's either vulnerable to or at least no longer resistant. Right. Okay, yeah. It, you're really slicing through this thing now. There's that, that not much left of it. <laughs> That was so epic. That should yeah. have been a kill shot. He's got to be down to two-thirds health at this point. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, Darren, Darren was really hoping for a little more, and he, he, yeah, he's, he's a little disappointed. That was gonna, that was gonna be the thing that that scared Strahd mm. into ending this fight, and it just didn't pan out. So he basically sword plants. He's like standing on it. It's like gravity is is sideways for him now, mm. uh, using the wind, and he just he pulls it out. It's still moving. This is not a good day for Darren. Nice. Okay. The whites are up. Say say your prayers. White number one, taking a shot at Walker. They've been terrifyingly effective in the previous rounds. <laughs> I say that they're they're about they're gonna crit immediately. Alright. A thirteen will miss, a seventeen will hit. Okay. So that is six damage. Okay. So these arrows are just hitting the walls around you, and every once in a while, one of them is landing. Next white is up, also shooting at uh, Walker. Yeah, so that's one hit. 
six damage. Okay. And now Strahd is up, and he puts his hand down. Oh, actually, he's going to have to make a saving throw. Uh, I think the spell ends when I pass uh, Okay. I don't know if that's true. I don't was it true. concentration? Let me look it up. If it was concentration, it probably would have ended a long time ago. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Zerk Hack looks up and says, from beyond it, the grave. It, it was concentration, so it's definitely yeah. gone. Hmm. Oh, well, all that damage that he shouldn't yeah. have taken. I, I mean, know. He's, not, he's almost dead, yeah. and all he didn't need to be. We just lost. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he uh, heals up visibly. <laughs> Sick. Just watches this fight. Oh, he's asking for it. Uh, and says, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> no, no. These archers don't seem to be doing much. Maybe we need ten more of them. <laughs> <laughs> he says, no, no, I'll let it play out. And he just leans up against the wall. Oh, that's the last mistake he'll ever make. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I'm just telling you it is. <laughs> And the mound is up, and you know he's going to slam Darren. He can try, although my AC is now two less than I've given up my shield. Uh, this will both hit. This will both hit. Okay, so slams you once and does 10 bludgeoning damage. Darren guffaws at this paltry and, amount of damage. And then with the second slam, you become grappled. Make a DC 14 strength check. Uh, 11, that should be sufficient. Uh, it's pretty close, but, uh, doesn't quite work, so you're now engulfed. I got him right where I want him. Right, so you are blinded and restrained and unable to breathe. Oh, wow, this is so much worse than last time. You're gonna need to, (laughs) yeah, I I read the stat block this time, and you're gonna have to make a DC 14 constitution saving throw at the start of each turn. Or Mm. take, uh, 2d8 plus 4 bludgeoning damage. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. 2d8 plus 4? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Walk in the I park. Can take it. Okay. I'll move my, my token inside. That's it for the mound. The white with the flaming arrows is up, and he's going to take a shot at Walker. Are you sure he doesn't want to keep attacking, you know, other people? <laughs> here's, the, the, actually, here, here's the hidden benefit. I basically got armor on, and that armor is the shambling mound. That is a silver lining for sure. So the natural 20 does hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be 10 damage. Damn, Walker sure does have a lot of health for a ranger. Uh, he, well, I mean, had. Okay. Uh, Walker is up. All right. Walker is going to scoop up his, his short sword and go, I'll save you. Don't leave me alone. And gets a fucking 12 to hit. Yeah, that's so not going to hit. That's probably not going to do it. And there's no long flanking, so don't get advantage. Okay, 21 to hit. Uh, that will the hit. second one. And that is going to be 8. And my Hunter's Mark is still active. So it'll be 8 plus 6. Nice. 14 damage. As he attacks, he does see just a little glint of steel. And he's like... <laughs> 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 okay. There's a, there's a lot of hissing and spitting going on. I imagine. Claws are out. Zerkak is out. The wind blows my body a few steps. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You know what? Uh, Strahd stopped doing that, so you, you don't go anywhere. Hmm. Retcon. Never mind then. Okay, I stay right there. <laughs> Good. Good. That's what I, that's what I wanted anyway. 
and I get a one. Hey, that's really good. <laughs> so that's two fail saves. Oh, hurry, guys! Hurry! <laughs> what does Zertak or Zerkak dream of? <clears throat> Large women. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Darren. All right. So I need to make a Constitution saving throw. That's right. <laughs> I'm proficient in that. <laughs> DC 14. Made it with an eight. Ten damage. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> Darren feels great. Okay. Nice and <laughs> don't, easy. Don't mind that blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's he wants to slash his way. Actually, he'll first cast... I'm going to cast Burning Hands. Okay. From inside of this bad boy. Nice. Um, so, I mean, the roll for that is a uh, dexterity saving throw. I don't think it should be possible for him to dodge it because I'm literally inside him. I agree. Okay, so I'm just going to roll damage. I'm going to do 17 fire damage. Nice. So uh, he puts his uh, hands together and just Kamehameha fire beam inside this thing right at, you know, just whatever's in front of him. Okay. Uh, Outside of the mound, flames are visible coming through some of the gaps that are starting to show. Uh, So it's very clear that uh, Sir Darren is not not done for in there. Okay, the... That is not... Oh, wait. That was just action. I meant to do that as a... Uh, I meant to cast a cantrip. Well, now I can't use my sword, damn it. What do I have as bonus action? <laughs> you could scream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can do the... Uh, uh, well, okay. Uh, for my... I'll do the old classic. For my bonus action, I go fuck myself. Nice. <laughs> this is a tight spot. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Why didn't I read my character sheet before I took my turn? The whites are up, and they are in good form this round. As always. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ooh, firing at... Oh, yeah. Sorry, Walker. But it's well, time for you to die. I don't know about that. I still have 2,000 hit points left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Due to clerical error, he has far too many hit points. Um. Okay, so... One crits and hits you in the face for 10 damage. Okay. And then does a 16 hit? Uh, 16. Uh, my AC is 16. Okay, so okay. 4 damage then. Okay, and that's enough to take me out. Okay. So I guess everyone else is going to skip their turn because they're, they're waiting for the mound to kill you. Okay. Um, so it's just going to come right back to you. I'll roll a death save real quick. That's a success, baby. I'm coming back. Looking good. Okay, let me roll that constitution saving throw. Hey! Alright, I succeeded. Okay. So, you do not take that damage. Uh, so this time I'm going to cast a cantrip, like I meant to last time. Uh, and that cantrip will be Thunderclap. Uh, nice. Which, again, I, I don't think he should be able to dodge it. Because um, I'm inside of him. Uh, oh, sorry, this is a con saving throw, so he should... Uh, I, I guess he can do that. Uh, he sure will. So it'll be a DC... What the hell is my spell save? Oh, Wait, DC 15. Is it higher than 9? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he <laughs> He's about to take 2d6 damage. What type of damage? It's thunder damage. Okay. Bang! 10 thunder damage. All right. Yeah, that really just doesn't seem to bother it at all. 
Wow, brilliant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and then I, I want to uh, wiggle my sword in a slashing fashion in order to carve my way out of this place. Nice. Wait, thunder damage and lightning damage are not the same thing? They are not. Okay, then it uh, it does seem to harm it. Excellent. <laughs> how, how much was it? Ten? Ten. Damn, this thing's been bloody for a long, long, long time. So I got a 21 to hit with my sword. Oh, that will hit. Ah, oh, sick. Six damage. <laughs> sick Cold. damage, yeah. Nice. Uh, come on, so I'm just like <laughs> around. I'm like, eh, like, so like, there, there's just an arm sticking out of this thing that's like carving. <laughs> uh, it has a sword and it's just carving pieces off, trying to get out. Oh my god. <laughs> Do, am I just going to be my turn again? Uh, no. Strahd is going to casually walk over. <laughs> he moonwalks over. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, I can't delete this damn uh, box I drew on accident. And now it's your turn. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to do the same turn, so I'm going to cast uh, Tunderclap. So that's going to be another DC 15, and I guess that would affect uh, Strahd as well? Okay. Uh, oh, it looks like Zerkak died in the meantime. Yeah, and that was it. Zerkak, Zerkak succumbed to his wombs. Did you say to his wombs? Yeah, speaking of womb, uh, that's kind of <laughs> what, what Darren feels like right now. Stuck inside the Shambling Mound. Okay, so uh, DC 15, Constitution saving throw from the Mound and from Strahd. Wait, it's a what saving throw? 15 Constitution. Got Constitution it. saving throw. Okay, so he succeeds, whoever the first one was. Okay, they both succeed and take no damage. But I'm going to do my longsword again mm-hmm. to try to get out of this shamble, man. 22 to hit. That'll hit. For 11 cold damage. Uh, how does he die? Uh, I I uh, sh- shove my sword uh, out of this hole one more time. It splits open just enough for me to get my hands through it. And I just rip it open as I sh- stroll confidently out right into, I assume, uh, Shrod's outstretched arm, and he picks me up by my throat and kills me. Yeah, he's going to use a legendary action and backhand you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's his move. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Uh, yeah, all, all 500 million guys, <laughs> I assume, are going to kill me. Right, so you, you emerge triumphant from the <laughs> ruins of this uh, shambling mound, and you dust yourself off, and then just, poof, this pale hand flashes out and knocks you to the ground. And I imagine it just it like rips my my neck, <laughs> and I'm just like spinning into the wall, and I just smack into it and die immediately. Now, as as you kill the shambling the shambling mass, though the short sword falls out, and uh, Walker recovers just long enough to just kind of like strut over, pick it up, sheath it, and then he falls over and dies. Oh, again. I thought it was gonna like, land in his torso and kill him. <laughs> yeah. So as uh, as the three of you are laying there on the cobble, uh, you can hear Strahd say, "Well, you weren't what I was hoping for, but I think you can still be of use." And what was he hoping for? You Winner. you feel skeletal hands clamp around your ankles and your head begin to thud as you are dragged across the cobbles. And you hear him laugh and, and say, Archers, something different then. Everything fades to black. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. How, how dramatic. I can't believe we lost that fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we were really close. We got a kill. We we got we got one kill. Well, we. I I do 
I appreciate the wild card of immediately attacking Strahd. That was good. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was Yeah, uh, if you had to guess how much useful damage you dealt that combat, what number <laughs> would you put on that? <laughs> was any of this damage useful? Well. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> we were, I, I don't even know if what we were fighting was real, so. Of the five enemies on the field, I think one of them was invincible, and it's the only one you attacked. No. Well, I, and I, I was the one who kind of gave this idea to um, Duncan. So I kind of knew going in that the, so, <laughs> the way it was going to So it's insider up. knowledge is what you're saying. Yeah, well, Jack, when I, you I say think it like that, all... it makes it sound stupid, okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm just offended personally. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then we will start with our level one characters. All right, so the three of you are uh, just outside of Daggerford in a small town in a tavern a tavern no way a classic D opener so it's up to you whether you're you know you've just finished an adventure or you're looking to set out on one but you're there and you're minding your own business and uh now i will begin reading flavor text <laughs> to a party of seasoned adventurers such as yourselves what you see is but another dull tavern in another dull town in some nameless province. It is but another span of time between the challenges of true adventuring. Outside the tavern, a fog lies over the town this evening. The damp, cobbled pavement glistens as the lights of street lanterns dance across the slick stones. The fog chills the bones and shivers the soul of anyone outside. Yet inside these tavern walls, the food is hearty and the ale is warm and frothy. Gross. A fire blazes in the hearth, and the tavern is alive with the tumbling voices of country folk. Suddenly, the tavern door swings open, and a hush falls over the room. Framed by the lamplit fog, a form strides through the doorway. His heavy, booted footfalls and the jingle of his coins shatter the silence. His brightly colored clothes are draped in loose folds around him, and his hat hangs askew, hiding his eyes in shadows. Without hesitation, he walks up to your table and stands proudly in a wide stance with folded arms. In an accented voice, he says, I have been sent to you to deliver this message. If you be creatures of honor, you will come to my master's aid at first light. It is not advisable to travel the Svalich woods at night. He pulls from his tunic a sealed letter addressed to all of you, in blue, excuse me, in beautiful flowing script. He drops the letter on the table. Take the west road from here, some five hours march, down to the Zvalich woods. There, you will find my master in Barovia. Amid the silent stares of the patronage, the gypsy strides to the bar and says to the wary barkeep, fill the glasses, one and all. Their throats are obviously parched. He drops a purse heavy with gold on the bar, and with that he leaves. The babble of tavern voices resumes, although somewhat subdued. The letter is lying before you. The seal is in the shape of a crest you don't recognize. Uh, do I recognize the crest? <laughs> How many windmills does it have? <laughs> uh, no windmills that you can detect. Alright, then I'm not going to know this. I have a handout to give you. Ooh. 
Uh, oh. I'm going to attempt to give it to you in Foundry, but we'll we'll see what happens. So okay. We're all sitting at the same table. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's correct. So uh, this this cat, uh, somewhat tall cat creature uh, that's sitting at your table, uh, looks over to you and says, uh, "So, was he talking to you, or was he? Did he mean me?" A big burly half work just grabs the letter off the table and opens it because he's like, "I guess we'll see who it's addressed to." Uh, Light of dawn whispers. You mean to whom it is addressed? Scowling. He's a stickler for grammar. Oh, I can tell we're gonna have a lot of fun together. <laughs> go, go, go drink your go drink your warm mead. Yeah, that was disgusting. Who wants your warm, warm ale? frothy mead? Oh yeah, sorry, ale. That makes it better. That's why this is a nowhere unnamed province because they drink warm ale. Yeah, gross. nobody wants to come here. So if you if you have attempted to deliver it in Foundry, I'm not seeing it. Uh, it might be better. To I, just I put gave it in up Discord. on Foundry and I'm now going. Late. I, I'm uh, putting it in the server. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm also going to put a plain text version. Hail to thee of might and valor! I, a lowly servant of Barovia, send honor to thee. We plead for thy. We we plead for thy so desperately needed assistance. I see. The love of my life, Irina Koliana has been afflicted by an evil so deadly that even the good people of our village cannot protect her. She languishes languishes from her wound, and I would have her saved from this menace. There is much wealth in this community. I offer all that might be had to thee and thy fellows, if thou shalt but answer my desperate plea. Come quickly, for her time is at hand. All that I have shall be thine. Julian Indirovich, Burgenmaster, or Burgomaster, Burgomaster? Burgomeister. Well, at the very least, we should go and and make sure her death is a peaceful one. Uh, Speaketh a short greenish goblin uh, wearing a gray cloak uh, with uh, chainmail on underneath as he sneaks pieces of food to something underneath the table. (laughs) The orc says, who are you? (laughs) <laughs> who, who let the orc and the goblin into the bar? Half orc, uh, you you fucking bigot! Oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry. So, uh, light of dawn, the the tabby tabaxi uh, stands up and puts his hand over his heart and says, "Is that like your? Is that capitalized, tabby tabaxi? Tabby tabaxi. It's it's, it's like a title that he has, uh, or like nice. a nom de uh, But a uh, he stands up, puts hand over his heart, and says. Oh, we should uh, make haste towards this location. You know, we don't want this woman. Should or, or shall? <laughs> he sits down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said to go in the morning anyway. He stands yeah, up again and says, "All right, then we shall make haste to bed, and then <laughs> that way we can <laughs> journey out sooner." Well, I'm still eating. I'm still drinking my piss, but, but my this, piss ale. But this is kind of goofy. What's a burgomaster? It is like a mayor, I believe. Yeah, that, that's actually a good question. Is that an official title? I'm not familiar with that one. I don't know if that's something well, or character. It is beneath that. his name, so I suspect that it is his title or occupation. Well, it would either be that or maybe like a family association if he's... I don't know. Do we... Do, do our characters know what a burgomaster is? Maybe it's an address. M- maybe not. Okay. 
Um, so... It's kind of like a Jarl. Oh, I see. So, the half-orc <laughs> is sitting sort of pondering at the table. Because, and you guys know this from all of the bragging he's been doing, since you were stuck at his table, he, 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 was, he did not shut up. Um, and you learned that he just loves fighting, and all he wants to do is fight. He's looking at this, and he's thinking that there's not doesn't sound like there's a lot of fighting to be had. That is the main focus of Aizen, the half-orc. Does he stand up and say that to the room? Yeah, he's like, Aizen wants to fight. <laughs> well. this, this sounds like a spell or something. This doesn't sound very interesting at all. But it does sound like there's some, some gold in it. I mean, typically you fight evil. Right? Isn't that what he said? The evil so deadly? Well, but she's already, it's an affliction or something. Well, it could be one that is metaphorical or something. Right? Like, you know, poverty <laughs> could be yeah. an affliction. Mm, I see. I, hopefully that is not their affliction, but regardless, we should go help. Poverty has happened to me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, um, I agree. Yeah. At the very least, we should make sure her, her trip to the afterlife is a peaceful one. Okay. <laughs> you, you have, you seem You're really stuck on this on idea. This. Is, is there yeah. something that you would like to share about your <laughs> outlook on the world or, we or should, your priorities? We should kill her. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm Cockabee, the Kellum variety. Oh, I see. So oh, that like okay, that makes cleric. sense. Okay. Well, you know, we prefer the term grave cleric, but, you know, I'm, I'm all about, like, making sure people are, you know, happy and peaceful when they, you know. <clears throat> well, it's just that you seem to be, uh, you want to hasten her demise or something like that. And I'm just she saying. She might not be dying as well. I'm just saying we should be there in case. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest, I'm still getting the hang of this. All I know is I'm supposed to, you know, help out and stuff. <laughs> I gotta meet my quota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, I, okay, so we shall leave, uh, what time is it? Uh, it is late afternoon. About 11 o'clock at night. Well, that's very late in the afternoon. Okay, alright, then we should perhaps get some rest and head out at first light. Of course. It's way past Goldie Hinn's bedtime. And Goldie hear Hinn. You hear a... <laughs> <laughs> and Cockabee reaches down underneath the table and pulls up a chicken. Uh, Light of Dawn licks his lips. Aizen <laughs> <laughs> stares over... Uh, fuck is this guy's name? Cockabee. Um, Cockabee's shoulder into the ether and addresses Nerf directly and says, if you're going to be doing that voice, I hope you bought some cough drops. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> but okay, yeah, this, this sounds more interesting than the nothing I was planning on doing tomorrow, so whatever. Yeah, there's only so many, you know, people dying here. Hopefully there's none. <laughs> Unless I'm killing them. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Light of Dawn is going to get up and walk over to the barkeep and uh, just ask, Hey, uh, my good man, do you know who that gentleman was who just came in and plopped down that big bag of gold? Oh, good question. Hmm. was one of them. Oh yeah, so admin note. I thought that they were given a different name in the mod. I thought they were like the the Vistari or something. Vistani. They're just Vistani. They're just called. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty. So it's interchangeable. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
So I can see why people were annoyed. Uh, Light of Dawn kind of like drums his fingers on the bar and is like, sure, I, I could gather that, I suppose. Are, are they common around these parts? I, I haven't seen them before. And they're not common, but they come through every once in a while. Do they come bearing gigantic bags of gold? I mean... Well, you never... I mean, folks like that, sometimes they're flush, sometimes they're broke. That one they call the Acid Queen. <laughs> um, is that a Tommy reference? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um, so, Light of Down just goes, oh, all right, well, thank you. Uh, and, uh, like, awkwardly kind of, like, turns around and walks back to his seat. All right, he, uh, he didn't have anything to share, I'm afraid. All right, well, this is the most interesting thing that happened all day, so... I think I'm at least going to follow up on it tomorrow. No, yes, I think that is the plan. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'm so glad I have friends now. Let's do this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we got to come up with a team name. Let's let that happen organically, perhaps. <laughs> you know, when you force these things, it just it never ends up. Never, never turns out good, I don't think. We got two green people on the team. We could be we the grave diggers, yeah. We could be the little green ghouls. <laughs> Gruel for the ghoul, you say? <laughs> Gruel for the yeah. Gruel for the ghoul. <laughs> that just sounds like we're going to die and be. Yeah. As soon as you say that, Cockabee goes and starts rubbing his hands together. <laughs> no, wait, bad, bad, bad. I'm not supposed to eat the dead people. Not anymore. I swore a vow. <laughs> I only break it every once in a while. Yeah. Only when Kelevor's looking. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, with that, Light of Dawn is going to get up on the table and curl up in a ball and go to sleep. <laughs> okay. And the other is two? Light of Dawn related to another, another tabaxi <laughs> named Shadam? No, he is. Perfect. Uh, Eisen is gonna look for rooms. He's, he's way too big. He's, he needs he needs room to stretch out. Mm. Okay, yeah, he is able to find a room for one silver. Okay, that works. He's got he's got a little bit of silver left in the bag from his gladiator days. It's worth it. Did we have starting money? I didn't do starting money. Uh, yeah. Let's say you guys each have. What what are you one supposed silver. to start with? Like, it's it's part of it's part of character creation. It depends on your background, I think. Let's say you each have twenty five gold pieces. I'm rich, baby. Okay. Yeah. I think by default, somehow I ended up with fifteen. So that's not too far off from whatever the game decided was the correct number. Okay. Well rested. Okay. Yeah, you guys bed down for the night and are able to get a good night's sleep and are. Woken up by the first light coming in through the windows. The light of dawn wakes up light of dawn, which is the name of my tabaxi, in case I haven't made that clear. Cockabee, uh, so he, he would have gone back to the temple and, and slept in his spot there. Um, <laughs> it's 30 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> he just went to the local graveyard. What's by the graveyard, the where the Kelebrite temple would be. Um, and he kind of like... he. He kind of he'll, he'll like kind of look at at Goldie Hen and he goes, "All right, it's it's our it's our chance to do good. We can do this. We can we can be good people. Come on. We'll eat some some bodies as a dream when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll head off to meet the others. 
Okay. Uh, I've got a prediction about your character, uh, which is that Kakabi it was a chicken who got true polymorphed into a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought that's, of that that's, one. That's, that's it, why his name is Kakabi. Is that really a prediction? It's a prediction about uh, the reveal. Mm. Just a prediction about his past. <laughs> exactly. Eisen uh, is actually a half elf named Corvid who got true polymorphed <laughs> into a oh I hope into not. a half orc. <laughs> yeah, I thought he sounded similar. Just waiting for that hexabarb to come in. Okay, so uh, Light of Dawn and uh, whatever Jack's character's name is. Um, what's your character's name? Eisen. And Eisen um, uh, are are like toe tapping, waiting for their goblin amigo to show up <laughs> uh, from the graveyard. Eisen sits down on a stump and plays his flute in the meantime. Oh, he's not very he's not very good at it. In that case, then yeah, Light of Dawn busts out his acoustic guitar and starts strumming as well. Oh hell yeah! You just have that in your back pocket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eisen uh, also takes out his wah wah pedal. <laughs> oh, excellent. So we've got a two piece band playing uh, as we wait for Kakabi to arrive. What are you playing? Uh, Freebird. Hmm. Uh, and we're we're singing it actually about uh, Goldie Hen or whatever. Uh, yeah, which one of you hand. wants to make the performance check? Oh, that'll be me uh, for sure. Yeah, okay. I can't sing because I'm busy playing the flute and my feet are occupied with my wah-wah pedal. And this bird, you cannot change. What are we doing? Performance? Yep. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's Ooh. Uh, yeah, how much money do we make from the donations from people who are walking past? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> you guys are doing a really great... Uh, hipster acoustic set of this classic song. If I stayed here with you, girl. Surprisingly tasteful. Okay. What's Kakabi up to? Um, so he'll he'll uh he'll say his goodbyes to the the head priest and kinda of tell him like, hey we're someone's dying. Uh, I'm gonna go help him out maybe or or maybe they won't be dying, but I'm, I'm gonna go help him out. Um, and they'll be like, okay, yeah, that's nice. See you later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to see you go. Yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, we're no. going to miss you, man. Yeah. Um, Never coming back, you say. Okay. <laughs> you know, he'll skip his way down, and when you guys see him, um, again, you see the gray robes with chainmail on his back. He's got a shield and a scimitar. Um, what strikes you is a little weird for a member of religious order, but whatever. Um, uh, and don't then, tell me what strikes me weird, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and then a uh, a like a religious symbol around his neck. That's um, a skeletal hand grasping a set of scales. Uh, but it's really poorly made and pointy, and it keeps jabbing him when he walks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know whatever they handed out at the temple. Yeah. Uh, as he approaches, uh, light of dawn, like. Stops strumming and puts his hand out to uh, reach over to Eisen and says, Watch out, there is a goblin approaching. <laughs> and gets his sword out. What? <laughs> hey guys, it's me. Out. You ready to go? <laughs> Attack! <laughs> no, I really want to <laughs> kill him. <laughs> and then we, oh, hey. we, see, we see the chicken and then we go, Oh, uh, oh, it's Cockabee. It is just Cockabee. Yeah. So the chicken yeah. is, is also, it's riding on my head, like in my portrait. Yeah. 
It's gold. It's Goldie Hen and the tag along. Yeah, Goldie Hen <laughs> and his Goblin companion. Yeah, it's yeah. Goblin companion. Hey, hey, Goldie Hen. Well, I guess the gang. <laughs> Eisen says, "I guess the gang's all here," and then so, he just turns on his heel and starts walking west. Strangely, not Goldie Hen is actually like stays pretty close to Cockabee. Well, that's it's weird. What a mystery! Gosh, weird. All right, yeah. So we we just start rolling out west okay. in slow motion. So, uh, as you begin walking, uh, you notice that it's a chilly morning, very wet. Uh, bits of fog still hugging the ground, but not nearly as much as last night, and uh, overcast sky. But overall, pretty pleasant. It's not raining, and uh, you know you think it'll be nice and cool, which is really preferable for this kind of thing. And in good spirits, you set off to the west. Uh, and as you walk, uh, you know, just enjoying the enjoying the sights uh enjoying the cool air you notice that uh rather than burning off this fog is getting thicker and your vision um your vision is obscured along the sides of the path uh and ahead of you it just doesn't look like anything is changing almost like you're watching the same stretch of path um over and over and the color seems to fade out of view slowly uh and at the beginning you think you know maybe it's just getting a little too bright and so your eyes are having trouble adjusting but after a while on your own quietly you begin to come convinced that things are becoming more colorless something is wrong the fog is accumulating and uh after a few hours, it gets to the point that you are very sure and you are concerned. I am concerned, gentlemen, about this uh, pervasive fog that does not seem to be letting up despite the direct sunlight. Yeah, and like, does everything seem like it has less color to you? I am colorblind, so... Oh, oh, no. oh my apologies. Oh, I'm so sorry. A single tear rolls down his eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. You know, color is really not all that great. Yeah. It's, you're probably better off. <laughs> it's just a waste of time, really. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, maybe maybe there's just no color because of the fog. I That's think a really good point. And, and there's someone waiting for us, so maybe we just got to, like, press through. We should just pick up the pace. Double time, ho! He just runs off into the fog. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. starts. Uh, Eisen, uh, Eisen continues at the same pace. Yeah. Silence. The wildlife is no longer making noise. Some other obvious signs begin to emerge. The bird song fades out and is replaced by uh, an unnatural quietness. Um, and friendlier birds are replaced by things like crows and ravens. Oh, no, not the Corvidae. They're the unfriendliest, the unfriendliest of all. Black pools of water stand like dark mirrors in and around the muddy roadway. Giant trees loom on both sides of the road, their branches clawing at the mist. I, guys, I don't think this is a good place. Yes, shouldn't we have hit the ocean by now? <laughs> So you do think that walking this far, you should have hit the ocean by now. 
we've been walking for days. <laughs> I don't remember what it's like to lay in a bed. <laughs> what does the ocean look like? What does the land look like? I do not know anymore. Uh, so are we coming upon any like landmarks or anything, or is it just nondescript like road? Oh, or you're path you're or about to as soon as I can paste this thing. Ooh. Okay. Oh, wow, that is spooky. It's very spooky. It's very spooky. The fog spills out of the forest to swallow up the road behind you. Ahead, jutting from the impenetrable woods on both sides of the road, are high stone buttresses looming gray in the fog. Huge iron gates hang on the stonework. Dew clings with cold tenacity to the rusted bars. Two headless statues of armed guardians flank the gate, their heads now lying among the weeds at their feet. They greet you only with silence. And greetings to you as well, silent one. <laughs> Eisen says, it's the horseless Norseman. <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> uh, okay. Do, is anything moving, or is it just... No. Walls and statues. Walls and statues. You guys think this is the place? Yeah, I, I probably not yet. I think we're probably looking for a town of some kind. And uh, it, Can we see through the gate, or is it solid? Uh, they are bars, so you can see through them. Okay, then I'd like to first just peek through and see if I see anything. Just more road. Okay, then I want to try to open the gate. As you advance towards the gate, it swings open of its own accord. Very ominous. Well, I suppose we shall continue from here. Come on, boys, and he just he walks. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, only weapon only ways ready. forward, right? He's he's Always. like we might be in for a fight, and he's very clearly like excited about that. He's like, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we're rolling through. As you come through the gate, uh, the path just extends through the woods. Towering trees whose tops are lost in the heavy gray mist block out all but a death gray light. The tree trunks are unnaturally close to one another, and the woods have the silence of a forgotten grave, yet exude the feeling. Of an unvoiced scream. Guys, you know, I'm like, I'm around graves a lot, and this place, it just feels like a forgotten grave. Yes, I hear I hear the silent screams of, of the billions of trees in this unending forest, all aching for freedom or something, I don't know. It is a strange feeling. I, I, would, I would rather be out of this forest. Um... Kakabe will continue walking, but he's going to clutch his holy symbol and, and mutter to himself. Uh, yeah, we, we continue rolling. Uh, Light of Dawn is uh, a bit wary. He's, he's uh, spinning in rapid circles to take in all of his surroundings <laughs> as he walks. I need all of your passive perception scores. 12. Mine is... 13. Also, I'm 12 as well. Oh, good. Good spread. <laughs> Oh, actually, that's perfect. Because <laughs> everything is 15 and higher. Kakabe catches the scent of death in the air. Mmm. <laughs> he gets aroused. Something has died. Oh, excuse me. I, I Can I... Ha, does, it, does it seem like far away or close? Can I follow my nose? The foul scent leads you to a human corpse half buried in the underbrush about 15 feet from the road can i can i see what happened to him like how did he die the young man appears to be a commoner his muddy clothes are torn and raked with claw marks 
crows have been at the body, which is surrounded by the paw prints. Oh, which is... That's a weird sentence. Crows have been at the body, which is surrounded by the paw prints. <laughs> of, of, of something? Is that capital, capital P? Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> prince. the man has obviously been dead for several days. He holds a crumpled envelope in one hand. Um, I'll take the envelope and read it aloud to my compatriots. Okay, hold on just a second. I'm going to pull the letter for you. Don't forget Grave Cleric. You're going to spend a lot of time burying this body. I was about to say, yeah, that's like my next priority. <clears throat> Cremation might work, too. <laughs> yeah, ooh, good point. Oh, my God. What? These images are really small for me. Hail, Vima of Might and Valor. I, the Burgomaster Barovia, send you honor with despair. My adopted daughter, the fair Irina Koliana, has been these past nights bitten by a vampire. Oh, wait a minute. This seems somewhat familiar and let's <laughs> and yet distinct from the letter that we got. There are notable differences between the two. Give us up for dead, he says. Encircle the land with symbols of good. Yes. So in this letter, he says this is Irina Koliana is his daughter, not his love. Um, it, it indicates a vampire bite, whereas... Uh, well, I, I guess it's just more specific. I guess. Um, blah, blah, blah. Unholy wound. Should it perhaps be read aloud for the benefit of people who don't get to read the text? Yes. Cockabee, read it out loud <laughs> in your voice. Uh, yeah. Um, my, my adopted daughter, the fair Arena Koliana, has been these past nights bitten by a vampire. Uh, for over 400 years, this creature has drained the life blood of my people. Now my dear Irina languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. So I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we all departed for a better life. Kolyan Indirovich, Burgomaster. Heisen says, this This sounds better. This is more like it. <laughs> uh, I I think that this is actually distinctly worse. Uh, this, is, this is a worse situation for us and this village to be in. It depends on what you're looking for. <laughs> I, I suppose that's true, uh, but... We should probably make haste towards uh, this this town, wherever it is. We we because, can't uh, we can't leave this person here like this. Sure, I'm saying we should make haste, and whatever you're going to do, do it quickly, and then we need to get on our way. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna look around and let me look at my inventory. Right, because this Irina character, fair as she may be. Right. This guy died a couple days ago, perhaps, uh, and uh, so, so this event, that, you know, that is written probably happened maybe a few days before that. Right. So we, we are almost certainly short on time. Um, so okay. Okay. It. So I'm going to, I'm going to, looking around, are there like stones or logs or like what can I find? You can find both. There's a lot of deadfall. 
and if you are willing to trudge through the muck, you can find stones as well. Okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to set up like a, like a cairn for him. So like a circle of rocks, and then like a platform to like lay his body on. <clears throat> and then I'm, yeah, I'm going to try to like, like kind of do a circle of rocks, and in the middle, um, uh, like wood for him to lay on. Okay, as you are putting all this together, uh, you hear a lone wolf howl back the way you came. Light of Dawn draws his sword. I'm gonna I'll glance back. I'm like, ah, and like torn. And then Just I'm gonna. Keep I'm, like, I will put that I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Um, I'm going to. Yep, set it all up. Um, I'm going to say some words over the body. I'm gonna go, man. I, I wish. I wish. If only I had some silver. Oh, oh well. As you continue, you silver hear or silverware. Several I, more wolves <laughs> join in. Let's go. Um, okay, I'll, I'll finish saying the words. Okay, um, and then I will. Uh, I'll light it on fire mm. with my tinderbox. Uh, while he gets that out, I just cast minor magic and light it on fire immediately. <laughs> so let's go. Oh, thank you. Okay, okay. Rest in peace. Okay, so you are now speeding along the path. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We are making haste. All right. Southwest, I suppose. Yes. And uh, soon enough, after about half an hour of, of fast marching, you uh, you see the woods clear ahead of you. And the howling stays far behind. And as you reach the clearing, you, you can see, even through the mist, that on the other side of this large field there is a village far to the east but it's like a, it's like a gazillion miles away so. it's not a gazillion miles away but it's a, i mean looking at the map that's uh you know you're <laughs> able to make out shapes um you know above the mist that way okay this isn't like tomb of annihilation sized map yeah, a, a square yeah. is a quarter of a mile okay yes yeah, so that's like two and a half miles yeah it's not bad yeah we i, I start power walking like, head down, um, my elbows are moving. Uh, yeah, Cockabee will follow along, kind of pondering the letters they perceived. Yeah, Eisenstagen as well. Okay. So, tall shapes loom out of the dense fog that surrounds everything. The muddy ground underfoot gives way to slick, wet cobblestones. The tall shapes become recognizable as village dwellings. The windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness. No sound cuts the silence, except for mournful sobbing that echoes through the streets from a distance. Let us find the source of the sobs, and <laughs> uh, Light of Dawn is, is running off. Okay, so you're just tearing through the streets. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, as you are loudly stomping through the mucky streets... Um, you can hear from houses almost no, you know, like normal level conversations. Every once in a while you hear whispers um, that uh, as you come closer, abruptly stop. Sometimes accompanied by shushing. But the sobbing is more or less constant. And uh, are the rest of you keeping up with him? Um, yeah, as best we can. Okay. So it doesn't seem like there's like a source to the sobbing. It, it does. Everywhere. It does. You're you're headed towards it. 
Okay. But I wanted to clarify that they're with you. A with, moaning with sob. Goldie Hinn still on my head. Mm. A moaning sob floats through the still gray streets, coloring your thoughts with sadness. The sounds flow from a dark, two-story townhouse. Uh, I, I want to run up and knock on the door. Is there a, is there a sign or like a mailbox? Does it have a name? No. Okay, then I'll just go knock on the door. Okay. Uh, the sobbing kind of cuts off, and the voice that was going just says, "Go away." What what troubles you? It sounds like you are in great distress. We are here to help. And she says, Gertruda. Who, who is that? Or is, is that you? Are you Gertruda? Go away. Uh, can can we help you? <sighs> no response. Okay, he's kind of flustered, but he doesn't want to like bust Do you know a Kolian Indirovich? Okay, if there's no answer... I guess not. Hey, hey let's let's look around. If we're looking for the, the better go master, right? That sounds like an important person. Is there, like, a big house anywhere? Uh, there... There is, as a matter of fact. That that house over there looks pretty big. Let's go check that one out. They all look big to you, my little friend. Uh, looking around, you see a mansion on the outskirts of town. Is there a sign or a mailbox? Uh, there is no sign, but it is clearly the largest house. We'll stride confidently towards... Nah, like, slowly make my way towards it. A weary-looking mansion squats behind a rusting iron fence. The iron gates are twisted and torn. The right gate lies cast aside, while the left swings lazily in the wind. The stuttering squeal and clang of the gate repeats with mindless precision. Weeds choke the grounds and press with menace upon the house itself. Yet, against the walls, the growth has been tramped down to create a path all about the domain. Heavy claw markings have stripped the once beautiful finish out of the walls. Great black marks tell of fires that have assailed the mansion. Not a pane nor a shard of glass stands in any window. All the windows are barred with planks, each one marked with stains of evil omen. Uh, this is foreboding. Uh, I want to knock on the door. Okay. Uh, you knock, and you hear uh, a woman's voice inside say, Who is it? Uh, I am Light of Dawn. I am a, a, a traveling <laughs> individual who has uh, made his way here to help the uh, the Burgon Master. Is, is he or she in town? He's dead. I, I am so sorry to hear this. Uh, we just got a letter from him, like, two days ago. Kolyan Indirovich? Kolyan Indirovich is my father, and he is dead. Oh my, I am so sorry. Does that make you Irina? Why are you here? Uh, we were summoned to help you, actually. Uh, we, re- we received a, re- a letter from your father. Yes, it said that you were afflicted by something terrible. I am better now. Okay. Really? <laughs> well, I guess we'll be going then. Did he send you? You'll have to be more specific, my dear. The devil. Mm, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, of, of course not. We don't work for for any devil. Is the devil a, a with a bag of gold? Who wants to make the group persuasion check? Ooh, definitely not Eisen. Eisen uh, knows. Probably not. Eisen knows his <laughs> place. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm, I'm no big deal. I've got. A, Score of 13 charisma. So. Oh, uh, same eyes and as. Uh, oh, that's Sir Darren Grasby. How about I 
use Light of Dawn real quick. I was like, oh, that's a much better score than I thought I had. Okay, Persuasion, 17. Okay, say something really persuasive. Listen, my dear, we are we are new here, and uh, it is possible that we were summoned under false pretenses, but we are here to help regardless. So would you please just help us out with, with what information you have of what we can do to uh, ease your pain? Okay. And as you say that, the door creaks open, and a striking young woman is standing there. Oh my. How young? Uh, 20-ish. Okay. So, as you walk inside, you see Irina Koliana. She's a striking young woman with auburn hair. Uh, and you look around the mansion. She quickly closes the door behind you, and you see that the interior of the mansion is well furnished. Yet the fixtures show signs of great wear. Noticeable oddities are the boarded-up windows and the presence of holy symbols in every room. But she immediately walks you to a side room from the entrance, and you can see that her father is lying there on the floor in a simple wood coffin. I am so sorry for your loss. When when did he pass? Uh, she says, several days ago. <laughs> Cockabee looks like looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Like, I, I, should, shouldn't we like you know bury him? Yeah, we got the letter from him yesterday, so yeah, we probably got lied to. This seems sketchy. She says, I, I dare not leave the house, not while the devil's servants are about. Are they out, like, right now? We were just outside. And we she says, fine. they drove my father to death. What devil are we talking about? Remember, we're new here. Yeah, we are new here, so euphemisms will be unhelpful. Strahd. What's a, what kind of devil is a Strahd? She says... Is it like a bone devil? She says, the Count Strahd von Zarovich. Do you know anything about him? Only would anyone... What any Barovian knows. Excellent. He, Please share. She says, let me consult my notes. Strahd comes from a royal bloodline. He is centuries old, but endures as one of the undead and feasts on the blood of the living. And the way she's talking to you makes it... It makes it sound like this is a... A ghost story come true. You know what I mean? Like, this is clearly something that, like, the children of Barovia are told, but is very real to them. You best stop believing in ghost stories, <laughs> <laughs> says, You're in one. He has taken many consorts, but he has known only one true love a Barovian peasant girl named Tatiana. And. Oh, where is she? So, okay, is she still around? No, that was centuries ago. Ah, well, probably not then. He named his castle Ravenloft after his mother, Queen Ravenovia, and strangers are not welcome there, but occasionally he will invite them. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So what, what is the current problem that, that plagues you? You say that the, like he is harassing, well, he was harassing your father. He was harassing father. our home. Uh, like specifically this building or this town? Yes, both. Okay, I mean his so, his I, wolves. She says, "If you will be silent, I will answer." Oh, my apologies. Go on. <laughs> his wolves and his other creatures 
besieged our house night after night. They drove my father mad until finally his heart failed him. Ever since, they have been quiet, but I dare not take him to the cemetery for fear that we will be attacked. What if we assisted you with this? We are capable fighters. Her eyes light up, and she, she says, you, you would do that? Of course, my dear. And he, he claps her on the shoulder and gives her a winning cat smile. Uh, make a perception check. Ooh, perception. I'm... You know, and, and do you have I any? Do, do you have any powdered silver? I I can do I can do a a funeral ceremony, but I, I you know I left my I left my powdered silver at home. Ooh, that's a twenty-one. Uh, you notice that when you when you clap her shoulder, her right hand flies up to guard her neck, but she catches herself. Um, I use my eighteen intelligence to make a connection between. The letter that said that she got bitten by a vampire <laughs> and her most recent action. You go, uh, my dear, uh, you didn't happen to be bitten by a vampire at any point, did you? I'm fine. That doesn't answer the question. Right. Uh, so back to my question. Cockabee uh, <laughs> uses eyes of the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Which lets me see any Hold on. Uh, as an action, I know the location of any undead within 60 feet that isn't behind total cover and that isn't protected from divination magic. You do not detect any undead. She, she's, she's clean. <laughs> says, so back to my question. Uh, I, I, I don't intend any offense. I'm just trying to make sure I have a, a grasp on the entirety of your problem. Uh, have you been bitten by a vampire? Yes, but if I were going to turn, it would have happened by now. Oh, well, that is good news. All right, I was just curious. Thank you for sharing. He fed on me in order to break my father. I am convinced of this. I am terribly sorry for this ordeal he is putting you through. Do you have any idea why he terrorizes you in particular, or, or your father? My father was a beacon of hope for this community, and it amuses Strahd to allow us to develop hopes and then to dash them. I see. He does seem to be uh, vile. She hangs her head and then looks up and you can see that you can see the determination in her eyes and says I do not wish to waste your time. If you offer to protect me while I bury my father, I would take you up on it. Yes, uh, let's do it. Uh, of course, of course we'll help you, but, but just real quick, like, if it's if it's so terrible here, why why are you still here? And she looks at you incredulously and says, We cannot leave. We are all... Do remember that we are new here. We are all prisoners of this place. What? She, she looks at all of you, this time compassionately, and says, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm the first to tell you, but the fog encircling this land prevents any exit. Only the Vistani can come and go. Hmm, interesting. Is there any chance that we are Vistani? I, I don't know what who, what that is. She says, no. You No Vistani would offer to help me in the way that you have. I didn't know if Vistani was like perhaps a an occupation or, you know, no. some sort of personality trait. No. Or... I speak of oh. the... Oh. Ah. Well, 
Uh, he claps her shoulder again and, and says, well, regardless, we, we said we would help and, and that is what we intend to do. So um, if you are ready, so are we. And we can we can put your father to rest. Did you show her the letters? Uh, we described them. Okay. She, um, she says, I am sorry if you were lured here on my behalf and now you are trapped. I, it's all right. These things happen. I fear that you... Your souls will never find rest. Oh, maybe that's less all right. Hmm. Yes. How, uh, like, do you mean that in, like, a permanent sense or just, like, a, like, poetic? A, a, what do you mean? a literal sense. I see. What, what do you mean? I mean, like, right. you know, Kelimvor is, like, the judge of souls and everything, and, you know, he... <laughs> I don't know about these two, but he's, he's not going to, like, not let me rest, right? I'm sorry. But you are in Barovia now. And uh, Light of Dawn kind of smiles and like looks at everybody and says, "Well, uh, gentlemen, I mean, there there is nothing for it. You know, we should make the best of the situation. I mean, you know, we can still do the right thing, even if uh, even if we are." And he kind of sniffs, like "Eat them and eat them." But uh, you know, yeah, yeah, we can still do the right thing. Yes, yes, exactly. That is my point. All right, let's uh, let's enough dawdling. Let's let's get this. Uh, this poor old man buried uh, and, you know, and figure out what the hell we are going to do about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, have, do you have any powdered silver before we leave? Let let me go find some. And she um, sniffs, like sniffles a little bit and walks into another room. If we can find like a cheese grater or something, I've got some silver <laughs> coins. Some coins. Like, we, can, we can make this happen. Uh, Light of Dawn is going to go over to Aizen and, and clap him on the shoulder and be like, Hey, my friend, uh, you know, are, are you going to be okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, he, is he crying? <laughs> no, he's just like, it, I mean, it seems like there's potential for... I, the main thing I want to get is, like, I, I want to fight things. I'm looking, I'm looking for combat here. And then there's a lot of, it sounds like there's a lot of combat here. But it also sounds like there's a lot of me dying here, which I'm less <laughs> sanguine on. Well, I mean, wasn't that always a risk? Uh, you know, well, with your gladiator style? Well, yeah. I feel like I'm typically pretty good. I don't know about vampires. Well, how do you know? Have you ever fought one? Well, I think, you know, that's the silver lining, is maybe I'm at least 50% as awesome as I think I am, in which case this will be no problem. Right. Yeah. No need to get down yet. I mean, come on. We, this is. This but is we're just getting started. I'm, as you're talking, I'm also devastated. Irina strides back into the room with a pouch in her hand. She seems more composed this time, and she hands the silver to Cockabee, <clears throat> and she looks at all of you with a like a determined gaze and says, "It may be that we encounter nothing out there, but you need to know that everything is working for Strahd, either directly or indirectly." Wolves, bats, rats, specters, witches. This is a hostile land. What What about chickens? And I'll glance at Goldie Hen. Suspiciously. <laughs> <laughs> she... Goldie Hen gives me like a... <laughs> she seems like surprised by just the, the weirdness of it. 
Enough that she smiles a bit and reaches down and strokes Goldie. Oh, dude, she's stroking your cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a hen. It's so. a hen, so... <laughs> Listen, don't take this from me. <laughs> That's an interesting side question. Has she, like, seen a goblin before? You don't know. Okay, all right. Well, she's, she seems pretty cool. Yeah, you, you seem pretty cool. Most people are, like, when they see me and they're like, ah! You know? She says... To be monstrous has nothing to do with one's form. Oh my god. Uh, it has a little to do with it. <laughs> she says... The, the two are somewhat... I just, uh, she I she pouts a bit and says, no it doesn't. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Uh, well, you're the one that said that every wolf here works for Strahd. <laughs> 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 so let, let's get one thing straight. But, my dear, you said uh, you know everything works for Strahd, but we don't. And we are on your side. So let's Let's uh, let's get you the help that you need. And... Okay, yeah, and this is, uh, and I'll, I'll like weigh it. Is it is it twenty five gold pieces worth of powdered silver? <laughs> Jesus, that's as I like, as I, like <laughs> I weigh it. I'm like, hmm. that's <laughs> like four hundred pounds of silver. She says, please, please put that away. I am greatly indebted to you. Okay, I, I was just gonna make sure it was enough for the ceremony, but it, yeah, it seems like it's probably enough. <laughs> Toss it all out. She. Oh, oops. I. Uh, kind of like grabs the side of your head with one of her hands and says, my father would have liked to have known you. Uh, who, to whom is she doing? To Cockabee. I'm sorry, I'm looking at Nerf right now because we're in the same oh. room. <laughs> I'm like, yeah I, yeah, I came here looking for him. If, if only it had worked out. I'm, I'm sure he was a, a great man. I kind of prefer let's, to let's make sure he a great burial. Yes. We were definitely disappointed to run into a hot babe instead of an old man. <laughs> uh, Light of Dawn thinks to himself without saying it out loud. Cockabee's like, it's just alright, but he's not, she's not a goblin. <laughs> her ears aren't longer. Yeah, or, it's like, or, her or teeth aren't quite pointy enough. enough. Yeah. Her yeah. skin's a little too white, not green. <laughs> yeah. yeah, her nose doesn't have enough warts on it. Alright. And I think that is a good place to end for this evening. We will pick up next time when you take the Burgomaster's body to the cemetery. Sweet.